0: good evening the first reading is from the book of psalm 110 it can be found on page 603 the lord says to my lord sit at my right hand until i make your enemies a footstool for your feet the lord will extend your mighty scepter from zion you will rule in the midst of your enemies Your troops will be willing on your day of battle. Arrayed in holy majesty from the womb of the dawn, you will receive the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He will crush kings on the day of his wrath. He will judge the nations, heaping up the dead and crushing the rulers of the whole earth. He will drink from a brook beside the way Therefore, he will lift up his head. Our second reading is from the book of Luke, chapter one, verses 26 through 33. In respect for the gospel, please rise. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary, The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end.
1: Thank you, Rochelle. Go ahead and be seated, folks. And I will too. Let's pray. Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. You who are our strength and our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I'd like to uh, just share with you uh, actually three scripture passages here for this uh, message tonight. Uh, The first one from Luke chapter 1 verses 5 through 7. There was a priest named Zechariah, his wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly, but they had no children, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well along in years. And then words that we just heard a moment ago, uh, but again from Luke chapter 1, uh, 26 and 27. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And then finally, uh, from Galatians chapter 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. So here's the question. Have you ever wondered about God's sense of timing? You know what we say. We say that timing is everything, don't we? We might say that someone's timing is off. Has God's timing ever been off in your life? When might that have been? Well, personally, I think it might have been when I thought that God waited too long to do what I was asking him to do in my life, and that he was being slow in keeping to his promise. Now, other times, I thought that when I had, it was a time when I had things all planned out, only to have God interrupt my plans was something that changed my plans altogether. And, and there have also been moments when I felt as though his timing was off because I, I didn't feel as though I was ready to do whatever it was that he was asking me to do. It just didn't seem to me to be the right time. Sound familiar? I kind of think that Zechariah and Elizabeth would resonate with some of what I've said about God's timing. Listen again to the opening lines of this story. There was a priest named Zechariah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. And now we get into the timing aspect. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren. And even more, the timing is emphasized here. And they were both well along in years. Do you think they ever wondered about God's sense of timing. I mean, when it came to having children, do you suppose that they felt God had waited too long when it came to their asking him to bless them with children? I kind of think they had long ago since given up that happening. I guess I would probably put Zechariah and Elizabeth in the same boat as Abram and Sarai, and I notice how I'm saying their names, not Abraham and Sarah. Abram and Sarai found themselves in. They had resigned themselves to being childless. It just wasn't going to happen for them. God had a whole different plan for them, didn't He? To all appearances, it appears that God's sense of timing was off. You can almost hear Zachary say, now we're going to have a baby? And Elizabeth chiming in, yeah, now when we're both well along in years? Let's just call such moments of questioning. And Mackie, yep, yep. if you'd put up the slide the, that talks about yep the Isaiah 55 moment, thank you. Let's just call these uh, moments of questioning God's timing as they were having Isaiah 55 moments. From Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heaven are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Joseph and Mary maybe initially had similar thoughts, even though their situation was the exact opposite of Zechariah and Elizabeth. For them, God's sense of timing was off because it totally torpedoed their plans. They had planned to honor marriage. They had planned to get married first and then have a family. But as they found out in the days leading up to their wedding, God had other plans for them. In terms of his timing, and with reference to what God's timing was for Elizabeth and Zechariah, Luke wrote this in his gospel. In the sixth month, that was Elizabeth's sixth month of pregnancy with John the Baptist. Okay, In that sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged, pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son. For Mary, for Joseph, as he... Once, once he learned of what the angel had said, it's another one of those what I call Isaiah 55 moments, wasn't it? Do you know why God gives us such moments that involve His timing versus our sense of timing? It's because life isn't always about us. Our sense of timing is all about us. God's timing isn't. What God may have in mind for you may just be to give someone else a blessing through you and what he's doing in your life. I mean, consider this. Did God have other people in mind beyond Zechariah and Elizabeth with his regards to his timing in their lives and finally blessing them with a son? And did God have other people in mind beyond Mary and Joseph with regard to his timing in their lives and blessing them with a son. He had you in mind, didn't he? In fact, John 3.16 tells us he had the whole world in mind. And Paul, in Galatians chapter 4, assures us and tells us that God knew exactly what he was doing in their lives, and that he was doing it exactly at the right time. But when the time had fully come. The right time. When the time had fully come. Nothing wrong with God's sense of timing. When the time had fully come, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive the full rights of children. God's timing is never off, is it? Our thoughts aren't always his thoughts, are they? And our ways, are not always in step with his ways. But be assured of this, God's sense of timing is absolutely perfect. And when he delays in doing something in your life, or giving you something in your life, and you are at the point of giving up that it's ever going to happen or ever going to come, Your prayer needs to be that you can trust His timing. Your prayer needs to be to trust His thoughts, not yours. Your prayer needs to be trust His ways, not yours. You need to pray like maybe Elizabeth did who spoke this both for herself and for Zechariah, when in the fifth month of her pregnancy she said this, the Lord has done this for me. In these days he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. The same holds true if God ever interrupts your plans with his plan for you. You need to pray to trust his timing, to trust his ways, to trust his thoughts. Like Mary, who found out in Elizabeth's sixth month that she was going to have Jesus and said this, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. Now here's a verse written by Paul giving us a promise from God regarding his thoughts toward us and his ways in our lives and his timing in our lives so that we can trust in him and his timing and his thoughts and his ways. And we know that in all all things God works together for the good who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We also have this promise of God recorded for us in Jeremiah. And please note the timing of God that is mentioned with this promise to the people of Israel. This is what the Lord says, When 70 years are completed, you hear the timing of God there? When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. His timing in your life will always be perfect. Won't it? Pray to be able to always trust his timing, especially in those Isaiah... 55 moments where you could pray it in this way Lord, right now my thoughts are not your thoughts, and your ways and my ways are opposite. Lord, though you still declare, and when you declare it, it's a promise that as the heavens are higher than the earth, your ways, Lord, are way better than mine, and your thoughts way better than mine and so lord help me to trust your way and help me to trust your thoughts in jesus amen and may the peace of god that passes all understanding keep your hearts your minds in christ jesus unto life everlasting amen